Welcome to Justice Losers, the most unqualified podcast talking entertainment news and reviews. I'm your host, Preston, known as always by my delightful co-host, Matt Matt. Matt, what should people do? <laughs> like, subscribe, and tell a friend. Interesting. <laughs> my voice is going a little bit. Yeah. Ugh. I'll say you're watching up to's fast, and then I'll mm. spend time on mine. And it Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, check us out on TikTok at Justice Losers Pod. Make us TikTok famous. Do it. We want that's we want nothing more in life. Just do the that. do the like. Uh, you should like, comment, save it to your collection, and just send it. Send it to me. Yeah, do <laughs> just, it. The share is all that matters. Yeah, get that sweet sweet algorithm juice flowing. Yep. And do all the thing, all the little buttons, and then yep. also follow it. Follow yep. us. Do that. Do all the things. Go to TikTok. If you don't have a TikTok, get a TikTok and do it. All right. Matt, what you been up to? Uh, some things, some stuff actually. For once, All right. um, can you guess what our New Year's Eve double feature was? New Year's Eve double feature. It's two movies that we have both seen before. Um, both, both of us. Both of us, and also me you and my and wife, yeah. and uh, which all of us collectively in that conversation enjoy quite a bit. Okay. Uh, I'll w- allow you 10 yes or no questions to narrow them oh, down. Okay, cool. Uh, is it, uh, are the two movies related? Not even slightly. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so that's one. I love these. <laughs> I love guessing games. Um, are either of them action movies? Yes. Are both of them action movies? No. <laughs> I wasted two questions. Uh, so one of them is an action movie. Either of them Disney. No. Either of them Warner Brothers? Yes. Or both of them Warner Brothers? Is, this a, is that six? You, no, it's five. Yes. I'm at five. No, shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> one of them is definitely Warner Brothers. Okay. Uh, the other one I have to actually subsidiaries. look Subsidiaries. Yeah. <sighs> the problem is that there's two movies. So, like, I, it's hard I know, to narrow it down. It <laughs> Can I use... Can I have 10 more questions but five for each one like focus in on one and then get five for the other one okay Okay. i'll allow it (laughs) it's like i'm basically wasting (laughs) twice the questions by asking if it's one's related and then both (laughs) uh looks like it is not warner brothers okay so i'm gonna focus on the action one first i'm gonna focus on the warner one first at least i can start with that one so i get Mm -hmm. five questions for the warner one okay Shit, I gotta waste one question. Is it the action one? Yes. Okay. Is it last five years? Yes. I have a solid guess, but also I want to narrow it down before I guess, because that'd be a wasted question. Yes. So I'm trying to think of... Shut up. I didn't ask a question. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> um, Have I seen it outside of the theater? I guess that basically means have I seen it twice? Probably. Probably. I Ooh. I wouldn't swear to it, but I think so. Oh God, I don't like that answer because it doesn't really narrow down anything confidently. I don't know that? what you've seen. I know. Uh, think about who my fiance is, and if I'd seen True. it again, I probably would have seen it with her. Okay, so then maybe not. Okay, uh, is it Tenant? No. <laughs> <laughs> is that four for that one? Yeah. Damn it. Uh, Warner's last five years. I can't ask if it's a DC movie. It's an action movie, so probably not Joker. Uh, would Hannah like Suicide Squad? You weren't super fond of Suicide Squad, so it's probably not that one. I haven't spent too much time 
picking out your poker face. I can't tell if that smile is like, I'm going in the wrong direction or not. (laughs) Batman. Yep. Okay, cool. Okay. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, very good. Okay. Oh, man, I could have asked about Robert Pattinson because that would have been both Tenet and I still would have asked for Tenet, though. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Okay, so that was that one. So they're completely not related. This one's not the not action movie not action not warner brothers not, warner. not related to batman not related to batman uh neither of them were disney that oh man last five years yes have i seen it again you got are you questioning the last I'm, five I'm years i'm double checking the last five years oh. no not last five oh, years damn it oh no but so it, at but least it, close it's information that it was close yeah um i don't th- what was five mm. years ago? I don't think you've seen it twice. So that's three, right? No, that was two. Yeah. This is absolutely riveting for listeners, I know, but I don't a, give a shit. Great. This is a lot of fun. <laughs> uh God, that six that like so six five to seven years ish, probably. Six to seven years. So that would put it at twenty fifteen. What was happening in twenty fifteen? Early in college. Mm-hmm. Came out when I was early college. Is it a horror movie? No. You do also have to think this is something that Hannah would watch with me. That's true. Damn it. Um, oh my God. I'm struggling real hard. Is it a reboot of a pre reboot sequel something of a pre existing series? Not really, no. Should have asked if it was just an original original IP. That's the easiest way to ask that question. I'll, I'll grant you that version of the question, and yes, it okay, is an original, original IP. IP. You said I am fond of this movie. You enjoyed it. Did I rate it at least an eight on IMDb? I think so. Okay. Pretty sure. If not, we're not friends anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to look at my IMDb. (laughs) If I did rate it, that's the question, too. That's the other question, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, crap. Uh, I want a clarification on not five years ago. Are you talking five years, 2023 or 2022? Uh, 2022. Okay. So not five years, 2022. Yes, it is. It came out prior to 2017. Okay. Mm -hmm. Not an action movie. Okay, that's a contender. So when you say it's not an action movie, does that mean that there's like no action whatsoever or there may be some action tidbits, but primarily it's not intended to be an action movie? What are we categorizing as action here? Punchy, punchy, stabby, stabby, shoot, shoot, run, run, run. Yeah. No. Okay. What? Wait, what? (laughs) No, none of the above. None of the. Okay. So that. Okay. Making sure. So that's out. Uh, That's too late. That's too late. That's too early. That's a show. That's possible. No, that's an action movie. Action, 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 action. La La Land. Yep. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Impressive deductive reasoning. <laughs> Very La good. La Land and Batman. Yep. Interesting. Interesting uh, double feature. Uh, yeah. I mean, what order did you watch them in? Uh, La La Land first. Okay. Well, it was still light out, and then Batman when it got dark. Because spooky. Nice. Hannah was mad at me for deciding on that order afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, any okay. uh, so we've obviously talked about those movies in it. In yeah, we, we've talked about them in, in some detail. Uh, Batman, we've talked about a fair bit and recently, so I'll just 
say briefly what an awesome movie so it still holds up third watch through absolutely i haven't rated that on imdb oh ooh, it's not criteria defining but i feel like it's definitely a 10 okay where's it at two (laughs) batman movies is a 10 (laughs) (laughs) yep batman yeah no it's just the the thing that always gets me about it is how tightly constructed it is yeah. everything matters you know they'll do an establishing shot and it'll be like the water lapping against the sea wall mm-hmm. and you're like hey, so many little things you can put together like that it's just it's they spent some time thinking through that movie and putting it together and it shows or they didn't and it just all luck <laughs> i'm gonna go with the former yeah yeah like things like you can see the Riddler at one point just looking out the window at yep. the iceberg lounge. Yep. Yeah. No. I've seen a picture of that. Yep. I spotted it, pointed it out when it happened. Yeah. I need to watch that movie again. Yep. It's nice. great. Oh, uh, speaking of random things in the background, um, we're watching How I Met Your Mother last night. We're we're watching through that right now. Right. Um, and uh, Conan. Conan O'Brien. Yeah, he is. I, I actually saw a TikTok like two days ago about that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Because it's like, because like Barney like freaks out or something and like runs around. Or runs, right? He like runs over a table and runs out and Conan is in the background and turns around to look. Because <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what was the original uh, channel for How I Met Your Mother? Was it TBS? Might have been CBS. CBS? Because I think Conan worked on TBS for a while. I don't think he worked on CBS. I feel like the, I don't um, know. what's it called? Studio? Studio. Mm-hmm. Studio would have done that, but yeah, maybe it, he just liked it and he's Conan O'Brien, so why not? Yeah. Have you ever like watched a Conan O'Brien episode? Never a full episode. I've seen occasional segments. I feel like that's the only way people watch Conan. Yeah. Is by segments on the internet. I, I'm pretty sure that uh, Jimmy Fallon doesn't actually produce a show. <laughs> oh, he does. I, I watch. Does anyone watch those shows anymore? Besides, I, I know people watch Colbert because he's really good, really funny, really mm-hmm. smart. He's a he's a great person and host. But like, I don't know. I I who watches those anymore? Are they relevant? Were they ever? Yeah, because like I mean, it, I guess like Letterman. Yeah, well, I mean, they were relevant because it's like they were relevant in the way that TikTok is relevant now. Like, funny way of getting like some news that's not news. It's a comedy thing. You get some interviews and stuff like that. Yeah. But now we've got the internet and TikTok and YouTube where you can get just interviews and news and funny things everywhere. Yeah. And so the purpose that they served is now being served elsewhere. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I that's an interesting thing that i kind of want to investigate now is like what because there's so many of them yeah there's no way that all of them are equal like that all of them are relevant or that there's anyone that likes all of them or I've, they've just kind of been subsumed into the, the general cultural noise scape yeah <laughs> what a sentence <laughs> subsumed into the cultural noise scape general cultural general noise-scape. cultural noise yep. scape i love that that's my thesis on existence right there <laughs> <laughs> Man, should be an episode. Yeah, do. the general cultural noise scape. Noise scape, yeah. One of the things that, like, just doesn't... Th- there's really no purpose, but yeah. we just keep it around. Yeah. Because it's, the, it's there. It's, it's been the there. anxiety-reducing background noise of our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. 
La La Land. La La Land. Speaking of movies that are just awesome and tightly constructed. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. It's got like six or seven absolute bangers of songs and phenomenal acting. Just the, yep. the chemistry between the leads is unparalleled. Mm-hmm. It's emotional. It's uh, high energy at the right moments, but it's got moments where it kind of dials it back and it makes things very real. Mm-hmm. There's like the, the dinner argument scene, yes. which you come back to a lot. Yeah. Which is just a phenomenal scene, but it's it's a movie jam packed with stuff like that. Just you know, people chasing their hopes and dreams and the the struggles they encounter along the way and the sort of the cost of that and it it feels very human, but it also is this larger than life, hyperkinetic mm-hmm. exciting fever dream of a movie and it's magnificent. Yep. It's awesome. Yep. And John Legend's in there. Yeah, he's also in it. <laughs> no, he's he's quite good as um for his particular role yeah. in that, I think. I need to watch that movie again. I've only watched it once. And I think about it. Cuz that was one of my questions, wasn't it? If I've I think seen it so. Again. Yeah. I think I've only watched it once. I wasn't I don't know sure. Kalen's watched it. She'd probably really like oh, it. Oh, she would love it. One ho- she would eat that shit up. Yeah. yeah. Maybe she has watched it. I don't know. I'll have to ask her. Yeah. Yep. Um if she has watched it, then you guys should watch Umbrellas of Cherbourg. I need to put that on my list. Yeah. You've mentioned that to me multiple times. Yeah. Text the name to me right now. And I'm going to put it on my IMDb watch list. Yep. All of the ways to remind me. Nine critics. That is an indie movie. Well, it's old. Is it? it came out in like the 60s. Oh, it did. That's why all these pictures are old. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Speaking of old movies, uh, we also watched It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. Um, well, with my parents, because Hannah hadn't seen it. Have you ever seen it? I think so. Jimmy Stewart, and he's visited by his guardian angel. Yeah, that's that's where like every time the bell rings, the angel gets his wings, every and he like, tries to jump of, jump off a bridge and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've seen that. Yeah. So, one thing, classic movie. Yeah. Great, great movie. Um, it's a weird movie, too yeah like it's an hour and 20 minutes of setup and then 20 minutes of hey what if we went back and revisited everything from the last stuff but completely removed you from the equation which yeah. is a just a wild plot twist yeah and then at the end oh suddenly christmas yeah it's not really a christmas movie nope it's just christmas is at the very a lot end. of movies that aren't really christmas movies that are totally christmas movies yeah a- thanks to abc harry potter is a christmas series yeah, which I think is atrocious and it's bizarre. Do not. Uh, Lord of the Rings is a Christmas movie. It's got elves and big bearded wise people. Yeah, and gifts. Elves with gifts. Elves with gifts. I saw there was a video that I saw that someone yeah. was like, "Here's like the criteria. It's like a long list of things that make a Christmas <laughs> movie." And it was like, "And I, Lord of the Rings is a Christmas movie, and I will not be taking any questions." <laughs> Okay, I'll allow it. It is a uh, a task to get Kalen to watch uh, the extended versions. We have an agreement that we will alternate extended and theatrical every year, mm. uh, which upsets me because then I'm going to watch theatrical and be like, "Wait, when does this happen?" And then and then it won't happen. It won't happen at It'll all. Be so sad. Yeah. Or you could just read the book, and then everything would happen. Hey, so guess what I bought? <gasps> you remember how I was like struggling with the first book being all beat the shit. Uh, Barnes and Noble had like a 50% off hardcovers or whatever. So I bought a big old book of it 
And so I'm going to read that immediately next. Yes. <laughs> My life is complete. It comes with illustrations, too. So like oh, it has all those sick. things. Yeah. So nice. I'm excited about it. Uh, unfortunately, what seems like in, uh, in manufacture of the book, a couple pages got folded. Oh, no. And so, like, when I unfold it, they, like, stick out a lot. Oh. Um, and it's, like, there's, like, red rim on it. Uh-huh. It's, like, it's like red. I'll show you when we get home. It's, like, got mm-hmm. the, the pages of the edges are red mm-hmm. uh, with the, the ring inscription in it. Cool. Um, and so, like, it was, like, folded in. So, like, folded in in manufacture, which means they are creased tightly uh yeah and so like, i i literally like went in with a pencil and i like marked it and then i took my straight edge and i like cut it just to like at least reduce it but mm-hmm. yeah that's unfortunate yeah uh but yeah Dang. it's one big old fat book as it should be <laughs> really yeah okay it is it's one book it's six books isn't it well it's yeah so it's <laughs> it's uh it's one novel split into three volumes each of which is broken into two books gotcha um, the three volumes was a publisher thing because they didn't want to publish a 1,200 page fantasy novel <laughs> right? in 1947 or whatever. Yep. So they split it into three volumes for ease of uh, selling. Gotcha. Basically. But yep, since I bought that, uh, that is going to be next on my list. Wonderful. Instead of going and buying the next two volume or issues of or next two Mistborn books. Mm-hmm. Also, it's been so long with Mistborn that I feel like I need to read the first one again. Probably. I didn't read Dune again just because that is a task. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> I think I remember enough of it. You've seen the movie. I've seen the movie, or at least yeah. the first half of the book of the movie. Yeah. Um, you remember how it ends. I know so how it ends, stuff fine. like that. So like, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Sounds so, good. Yep. So I'll be reading Lord of the Rings next. Yes, I'm so excited. I am also very so excited. Because every time, like, we were, so we were watching Lord of the Rings, and anytime we watch Lord of the Rings, we have questions. So, like, what's going on with El- uh, with uh, Legolas's home place during this whole time? Like, Kaylin asked me that. And so mm-hmm. I miss so much of the movies now because <laughs> I spend solid, like, five minutes scrolling through <laughs> the one wiki to rule them all <laughs> looking for the answers to these yep. and it's just like all of them are like this is answered in the book and i'm like i need to read the books <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm pretty excited for it good but what else uh beat hollow knight beat oh my god you beat hollow knight yeah how much is left after the place that you beat that i got stuck at uh for a bit okay um, would I you mean, say like that's like kind of like halfway i mean depending on how you approach it because i don't know how far you've gotten in other directions that's true because once you get to that point it does the world opens up much more okay um or like at the point at which you have gotten to that point the world has opened up significantly right kind of just go different places and... how'd you get past did you get past the barrier the force field yep nice is it an ability you have to get from beating a boss uh not even beating a boss actually really you just kind of get it you just go pick it up somewhere interesting yeah all right it's a really cool spot you go pick it up cool just like go hang down there somewhere i'll have to i gotta i got i think i'm gonna the thing is like i'm at a point right now where it has been long enough that there's no way i'm gonna pick up the Mm -hmm. muscle memory of playing it again right but it's hasn't been long enough to forget the story or like things Mm -hmm. And so now I just need to commit and just set it aside for like a year mm-hmm. and completely forget the game and go back and play it again, like yeah. all the way from the beginning. That's probably the solution. So 
it'll be a while before yep. I get around to it, and I will remember that place, and I'll <laughs> like, oh man. So yep, yeah, it'll be a while. I've got I've got several games to play before then, though. I've got a long. I've been finally. I think I talked about this a while ago. Mm-hmm. I've been finally working my way through my list of to play games. Yeah, because there have been some good discounts that have happened over the past year. Nice. So you beat Hollow Knight. I beat Hollow Knight. So uh, final well, thoughts. Well, I beat I beat the first ending. Oh yeah, because so, there's a lot of expansions. Yeah, which it's all like in the game. Right. Um. So I'm at like 95 percent completion out of 112 percent. Okay. So uh, yeah, that's the thing. Um, but so like you can you can beat the ending, the final boss, and the credits roll and everything, and then mm-hmm. you can go back and still do stuff from there. And so I. Uh, have unlocked but have not attempted the um, what the real fans call the true ending okay um, I've started getting into the lore a little bit just now that I've beaten the game I figure okay I can start looking stuff up right now. Um, found a couple of things I didn't know about okay just which, which is cool new new places new, yeah new things to, to check out but yeah um, some overall thoughts I guess let's mm-hmm. uh, it's time for that uh what a magnificent, tightly constructed game. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, kind of, yeah. Um, did you, did you like, understand the story while going through it? Or was is it some? Because I think the thing that I struggled with at the point where I am is, like, I sort of don't really know what the story is. Is it something that really ties together at the end? It makes sense at the end. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's still quite a bit is left vague okay um it, there are some higher powers that it's unclear exactly what their role or their history is gotcha um but things fit together but i think that's also because they want to further develop this world right I'm doing another game yep but yeah the the lore is is deep um literally deep in one place <laughs> what i'm talking about go to the abyss <laughs> it's good stuff but uh yeah, no, it's just the there's so much little details in the world and you can pick up little little things just from talking to people that if you're really paying attention, you can piece together a pretty coherent story okay. of what all's happening. Um, if you're not paying that much attention, you're just doing like the big stuff, mm-hmm. you'll you'll still get the, the point. Right. Right. You'll, you'll kind of understand, okay, this is what happened. This is what I'm going to do about it mm-hmm. kind of thing. But yeah, it's it's certainly not something where it's just like, Here's the story. You're gonna go fulfill all these story beats. It's it's more exploration, right? Um, exploring the world and trying to sort of understand the mystery that's that's happened. Okay. And I think the the game and the the world design is really well suited for that because it's just so satisfying to explore. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just you're running all over the place, and there's little hidden rooms behind every wall. And right. You can kind of you can see places that you can't quite get to yet. And you're like, okay, I know I'm going to be able to get there. How do I get that ability? Yeah. Um, and then there's fun little details and nuggets in places where you're just like, okay, this is clearly part of a bigger world, like bigger even than the world of the game that we can see. Right. There's more going on behind the scenes that you can kind of pick up on, um, which is really cool. Uh, the gameplay itself, I think, is really satisfying because you start out and it's very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, but then kind of as your sort of your 
software skills improve, I guess, in terms of like the things you can add right. to your character and stuff. Your hardware skills improve in terms of like your actual ability with the yeah. game. <laughs> um, and so it's a very fluid progression from just a little bug that doesn't know what he's doing to a knight. someone that can a knight that can just rip through literal gods in yeah. some places. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, and it 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 never it never feels like the trajectory is altered or you're given a big jump or anything. It's just, right. it feels very smooth um, because of the way the game kind of trains you to, to use these skills. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some things I just, I didn't even realize you could do um, that the game was totally telling me I could do all along. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, it generally does a really good job of, okay, here's, here's an area and there's going to be a boss at the end of this area. Here are these enemies their attacks kind of mimic the boss's attack. Right. So you, so you kind of get familiar a little bit with the <coughs> idea of it. Yeah, you pick up the timing mechanisms and yeah. get some ideas and and then you you know, you, you pick up a new new ability or something and it gives you a little spot where you can test it out. And, yeah. Um yeah, just a lot of fun details like that. Mm-hmm. Um music is is really good. I was going to try to get a there exists a uh, piano book for um or a, a book with piano music versions of a lot of it but right. it's out of print right now mm. so my life is a disappointment but <laughs> it's okay i'll just transcribe some of it did you ever get that daredevil book that was out of print did you ever find that for not being 130 bucks no i still go back and look that in the the swamp thing book i want to get to yeah so it's a bad time yeah Man, you can't, I can't wait until you can get around to playing God of War. Because, <laughs> again, I, th- I made... When you're ready to play three full games, I will give you my PlayStation. Because mm-hmm. it has Red Dead, which I think you... Because that, again, is story and world. That's 90% of the game is an amazing <laughs> story and an amazing world. Beautiful world that you can explore and stuff. Yep. And then God of War is just basically 3D Hollow Knight. <laughs> All right, and so I've got those those two games. So when you're ready, I will just give you my PlayStation and let you play all those games while I just focus on my PC. Sounds good because I can't wait for you to play those games. Yep, you're becoming a gamer. Be good it's happening. Yep, yeah. <laughs> Next, I'm probably well. I still want to. I still want 100 percent it. There's still a couple things I just right. can't manage to do. Yeah third battle in the coliseum is just killing me i didn't even make it to the coliseum yet maybe i did no i didn't i can't do it <laughs> i've probably tried 40 times at this point oh my god <laughs> just bashing my head against it <laughs> yep all right but anything else picked up some tricks um i read the night manager oh wow okay book. how yeah. big is that it's like 500 pages oh okay it's hefty yeah. Four or five hundred, yeah. Okay. Um, it's John Lacare. Yep. Um, for those who are not for aware. those who are not John Lacare, enormous fans. Yep. <laughs> do you own it or do you rent it? I own it. Okay. Um, I need to borrow it from you. Yeah. Um, it's just a cheap trade paperback I picked up at half price books at some point. Nice. Or something, but um, did you you watch the show? Right. I did watch the show. Cool. I recommended the show. Oh to you. yeah, and then I watched the show. And, and you watched Kaylin the show. Also loved it. Yeah, it's a great show. And also loved show. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, no. So it's the the story's pretty similar. It's set um it's actually I think Lakari's first post Cold War book. 
Okay. Which is interesting because um, there was kind of some questions about, okay, this guy's done like 20 or 30 of these really good Cold War era spy novels. Yeah. What's he going to do next? And so he just goes into, after the Cold War, <laughs> just after the Cold War international arms dealer and yeah. sort of the unsettled tensions in a world that is kind of in a new place. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's roughly the same story. The settings are just slightly different um, in some places and the ending is kind of different. Okay. Maybe a little less TV screen friendly. I Let guess. me ask you something that can be kind of a contentious question. Sure. Should movie adaptations or movie or show adaptations change the ending? Should. Yeah. Uh, should. I don't think should. Okay. Um. I I don't think they should do anything except try to make a compelling version of the story. Okay. Um. I think that there are situations where it's certainly necessary or at least um, appropriate to change the ending, whether that's because you made other changes along the way and need to match the tone or something or the trajectory of part of the story at some point, or if you just don't like the original ending and you want to modify it a little bit because you think I can tell a, a better version of the story. Teetering on that hubris line, but... Yeah. If you can pull it off. I mean, I think the, the ending of the Night Manager show works just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it is different from the book, but I think it works. All right. Yep. That's that. All right. That's all I got. Okay. Boy. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, I'm in the middle of a lot of things, but Great. so I'll, I'll kind of <laughs> do a little, like what I started and finished, finished and then started again. So I finished Dune Messiah mm-hmm. and I have started Children of Dune. Mm-hmm. Now that I finished Dune Messiah, I can answer the question fully that you asked me last time, which is, should that be the third movie of a trilogy? Mm-hmm. Um, I can see how that could happen. Okay. Because it does, without spoiling anything, conclude the story of Paul Atreides. Mm-hmm. But Dune Messiah, the book, spends, the ha- half of it is setting up. Mm-hmm. children of dune okay um and so if he if uh denis Villeneuve strips out a lot of the setup part mm-hmm. and i i could see how he could feasibly manipulate the setup elements into a just kind of a side and kind of uh thematic support element mm-hmm. that that could be a book three or a movie th- uh, like a third movie Okay. It's not the most like thrilling ending. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because like if you look in the context of the book, so Dune is its own. It's a book. It, it's a solid boy. Is it? It is a solid cohesive story that has a relatively conclusive ending. Yep. Um, and you could chop it there. Sure. I'm only a sixth of the way through Children of the Children of Dune, mm-hmm. and it seems to be a fully cohesive story not really dependent on things that happened like uh not dependent on the story of dune messiah but on things that have happened during dune messiah if that makes any sense okay um dune messiah is a transition point between those two books Mm -hmm. it seems like herbert had his dune idea and then he had the idea of what comes after but spend but but didn't find a great way to fit that transition 
into the end of Dune or the beginning of Children of Dune mm-hmm. without diluting <coughs> the story of either. Makes sense. And so Dune Messiah is like that transition period with like a hint of a main story. Mm-hmm. And so I could... S- I'm not the biggest fan of that idea of him taking just Dune Messiah and making it the third movie and calling it there. Mm-hmm. Just because so far, having now finished Dune Messiah and being a third of the way through or six of the way through Children of Dune, I love Children of Dune so much more than Messiah. Mm-hmm. I feel like my problem with Dune Messiah is it's very... So, like you said, he was doing a lot of drugs while writing it. Yep. It's clear. And Yay. a lot of it is just, like, really, like, hallucinogenic. Like, it's all about, like, Paul, like, kind of seeing the future and uh, how he is working with the present as, like, he doesn't know the future but he knows uh instances of the future right and can see how what he's doing in the present will lead to those Mm -hmm. and is basically kind of like balancing on this fine line of deviating from something that would lead to that or not and stuff like that and then he's got uh he's got people trying to take him out of the throne basically and Mm -hmm. trying to deal with that as one happens um it's so much loftier than Dune. So Dune sure. is a espionage-ish political world-building story of basically a character who's like discovering destiny. Right. Messiah is very like it it spends a lot more time on the effects of Melange or the spice and how it affects your mentality and people and he's a god essentially and it like it's i don't know it it just feels a lot more out of reach of a normal human yeah and so it's harder to relate it's harder to really dig in and understand the emotions that's fair um and also the story just feels less direct Mm -hmm. honestly it feels like the first half of god of war ragnarok where it feels less direct the first book is very direct well uh, even not really it doesn't have like from the very beginning the end point lined out he's essentially running away from the Arconan, yeah. harkonnens and then is kind of lost and then about halfway through is like all right this is what i'm gonna do right. and then it becomes a lot more direct same thing with god of war uh with messiah it's very pretty much just that only indirect story the mm-hmm. whole time. And then you get into Children of Dune where it's still indirect, but it's because it is it has gone from there being one main character, which is Paul Atreides, mm-hmm. to there being essentially four main characters. Mm-hmm. And it's a bit more Game of Thronesy in that there you are following <coughs> four people with their own direct stories, but right. the book is following those intertwining plot lines. Right. Um, it is a lot more espionage and political like the, like noon. Um, it hints towards, uh, the certain kind of loftiness that happens in Dune Messiah, but it mm-hmm. doesn't do it as much. Okay. It's, it's less symbolic. Basically. Mm-hmm. That's something that I think that's best way to put it for Dune Messiah is there is so much of the story that is like 
symbolism, not that the the story is symbolic, but that the people are experiencing symbolic things. Mm-hmm. And so you're like trying to like uh, stay on track with all of the symbolism into what it actually means in the story. Yep. Which is a lot more work and something I'm not super keen on. Yeah. Fair um, enough. And so Dune Messiah is, or Dune children of Dune has provided or proved to be a lot more interesting to me. Okay. And I am, it, I find it a lot harder to put it down. It's a good feeling is also probably because the chapters are a lot shorter. That Both Dune helps. and Dune Messiah, the chapters are roughly 20 to 30 pages each. Mm-hmm. This one, they're like five to 10 pages each. Oh, nice. So you chunk through one and you're like, ah, oh, let me just hit another real quick. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And that's because it just jumps between. There was a chapter that was three pages long mm-hmm. and it just jumps between the characters. Um, I do find myself going back and like rereading parts because I just feel like it, it does a lot of the. They mention it and they don't worry about it for a while and then they mention it again and that's what suddenly it becomes really relevant. You're like, oh, wait a second. Flip <laughs> what back. was that wait, again? It was this. <laughs> but I'm enjoying it a lot. Great. So I will be uh, working my way through it. Hopefully I'll have it finished by my sixth of the way through. I've been reading it for three days, so probably be done by the end of the, by the time we net record next. Cool. Finished God of War Ragnarok. Absolutely phenomenal game. Uh, they do something that I... I don't like it when they do it when I'm on my first playthrough, but I love it when they do it when I'm on my second playthrough. Because basically my first playthrough of any open world game is I do the side missions and stuff like that. I kind of spend a lot of time in the world. And then basically about two thirds of the way through the main story, I mm-hmm. just blitz through the rest of the story. Because that's when it gets really good. And I just right. want to see that. And when I get to the end of the story, it's like, ah, oh, that's the end of the game. And I move on. And so there's mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that I leave unfinished. And sometimes, so a game like uh, God of War Ragnarok, mm-hmm. finishing the game unlocks more things to do. Uh, yep. Um, and so I didn't do a single bit of those, but uh, I think I liked the original game more. Okay. I think I liked God of War more than I liked God of War Ragnarok. Uh, mostly because Ragnarok, I think I, I, I know I talked about it last time, that, again, it's less direct in the story, but also there are longer stretches of linear Mm-hmm. story happening where it doesn't open new areas for a while mm-hmm. um and i just want to explore i want to see the whole world let me do it yeah damn it <laughs> um it's all about destiny and uh pre-written destiny being like is that how that does it have to be pre-written and stuff like mm-hmm. that uh and it does an amazing job of actually making that theme matter with every single character Mm -hmm. and instead of it just being like oh this is destiny and kind of just being a light issue every character really sinks into that story so every character has not every character but most characters have that pre-existing destiny Mm -hmm. and each of them how they read the destiny and what their destiny is and also how they are as a person affects how they approach what it means to know that destiny. Okay. So one person <laughs> doesn't like the end of the destiny and will do anything in their power to avoid it mm-hmm. and is doing so. And in, and uh, with that in the game, it does an interesting job of making it that their choices end up making them fulfill the destiny. That's always fun. Um, and then the other character is like, I'm doing it because that's what it says. Uh, and then another character is like, this doesn't matter. Destiny. (laughs) Uh, and it's just like, it's all of them have their own ideas of it. And 
and it and it takes all of them and their actions and it pieces them together into a story that is happening interestingly because of those decisions. It's still a lot of fun. Next time I play him, I'm going to do I'm going to like really now that I know the stories and stuff, I don't do the blitz thing. So then mm-hmm. I actually spend the time completing every single thing. It's cool to learn a lot about Norse mythology. There's some satisfying kills. Good. Because there's some real piece of shit people and you get to kill them. Nice. Got to make them dead. Favorite thing. They really uh, lurch on your heartstrings a few times and then you're like, oh no, you're making me like this person and I'm going to have to kill him. And then the ending surprises you. Oh good. I'm going to tell you because you'll play it. It's great. Okay. But yeah, no, that's a lot of fun. Uh, I've started playing Cyberpunk again because oh yeah, does it work? It has crashed multiple times on me, but so far I haven't seen a T pose. Okay, you know what a T pose is? I can't remember if we talked. Like, you know, obviously what it is, but do you know like why that happens? Uh, I don't know specifically why it happens in that game. I do know that it happens in that game. So a T pose is it happens because basically the model of a person <coughs> mm-hmm. is T posed, right? And so what happens is it loads the model, but it doesn't load the animation ah. of the person, and so they just stand there <laughs> and then move around in Hover a T pose. <laughs> um, so I haven't seen that yet. That's good. Uh, I've had a couple glitches. There's one thing that really pisses me off because I'm running. I'm doing a stealth run on it. Mm-hmm. Um, is if you're like crouch and you're walking. And then you like step on a piece of garbage or something, it'll uncrouch you. Uh, and so that's happened to me multiple times where I just like uncrouch and a person turns around. I'm like, ah! <laughs> um, I'm finally at a point. Th- there's like a kind of a, a rough beginning of doing a stealth run because it's you're not super great at being sneaky. And also, mm-hmm. uh, you don't have any weapons that are great. But I finally just now got to a point that I have a pistol that one shots on head shots uh-huh. and so i can just kind of like sneak through and just headshot 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 pew, pew, pew. It's great love it so i'm i've talked a lot about flavor text because that's one of my favorite things about what fallout 4 does is mm-hmm. that every dungeon you go through and you read little flavor text and you get a story mm-hmm. um it doesn't seem to do that so there are there's a lot of flavor text in uh cyberpunk but it feels really redundant mm-hmm and also, there's not areas where you follow a story. So you okay. go into an area, you do a mission or a side quest or whatever, and you get a couple flavor texts, and it's like these people talking about the drug they're selling. You're like, okay, great. There's, I know there's drugs in this game. And it kind of just like, it, it really wants you to know that there's drugs and bad people in this world, and I get it. But I want like a small little story. Yeah. And so I, I've stopped reading the flavor text already and I've only been playing it for like two days. Oh, that's sad. Kaylin and I have started playing it, uh, not it takes two, uh, unraveled two. Okay. Which you are two little yarn people and you're connected by a a piece of yarn and like you, you do some swing in and stuff. It's like a 2d version of, uh, of it takes two basically. Um, that sounds cool. It's the first game that she has like actually only gone a little bit of the way through and be like, okay, I actually really like this game. So I'm like, yes, Good. time to Google games like Unraveled 2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're not very far into it, but it's definitely like a lovely little peaceful game. You do mm-hmm. little puzzles and stuff and then you get chased by a chicken who wants to eat you. Um, and there's it's you're we're still early enough that I don't think we figured out what it's supposed to be, but there are people like humans in the background. You kind of follow their story. It's like two mm-hmm. young kids, maybe like early teens 
who are like running away from something, maybe like an orphanage or maybe abusive parents or some old mm-hmm. people and they're like running away and you're kind of following their story. But we don't know if like we are them or we are their toys or we're like representations of them or we're just completely unrelated and just happen to be experiencing this we're thing. We're doing a Toy Story in the background. Yeah. Mm. And so still figuring it out, but it's a lot of fun. You know, little swings. We She's getting, she's definitely getting a lot better at controlling games mm-hmm. now. So she's like doing wall jumps easily, nice. uh, doing some swings, kind of figuring that stuff out. So I'm getting her to be a gamer. She doesn't want to be a gamer, but <laughs> I'm making it happen. Turn everyone, turn you into a gamer, turn her into a gamer, doing ever, doing it. Games are so much fun. Everyone should do them. They're fun. Don't um, do games, kids. Don't do games. Stay in drugs. Play school. <laughs> what? Um, this is also something that's not uh, something we usually talk about. So Kayla and I discovered a uh, board game called Chronicles of Crime, I think is what it's called. Okay. Sounds and gritty. so it's uh you're a detective or actually you're a journalist mm-hmm. and you're trying to solve you do these little case solve cases and stuff All like right. that and it uses your phone so basically there are qr codes there are people cards there are uh um clue category cards so there's like paper or papers uh furniture blood like these different cards and stuff mm-hmm. like that and so you go to the crime scene and you get and you can you scan it on your phone and there's a little app and then you can look around on your phone. It's like a 3d area and you look around mm-hmm. and then you like, if you see blood, you get the blood card, like all those clues and stuff you find. And then you scan them and it gives you information about it. And then there are people that you go talk to, ask them questions mm-hmm. about certain the clues and stuff like that. And it's a lot of fun. Okay. If you like solving mysteries or just like piecing these things together, it's all a right. lot of fun. Cool. And it's actually like, I think we got it for 20 bucks and there was four in there and it takes like an hour and a half to play each one. So five bucks for like a mystery thing. It's a lot of fun. Cool. All right. So, and there's like a billion different game series that are like puzzles and stuff like that. So there's like a Sherlock Mm -hmm. Holmes files game series. There's a bunch of those. There's also, we're just like collecting all those. We're doing all the mystery board games and stuff like that that you can only really play once. Yep. Uh, there's the exit games, which are like escape room games, but you like you cut up cards and stuff. You like destroy the game basically while playing it. Uh-huh. So you can only do that once. But with this one, you don't destroy any cards. They're just reusable and stuff. And so mm-hmm. we're probably going to end up selling it to like our friends Carter and AK, like yeah. mysteries, and they do games. So we'll probably sell it to them for 10 bucks. And then they'll turn around and sell it to someone for six. For and... Six bucks, yep. Great. Love it. Trying to think of anything else. Gage, Nick, and I, our editor Gage, our friend Nick, and I have all played, uh, been sort of playing Division 2. No, Division. The Division. Division 2 is out. It's a Ubisoft game that's like a multiplayer thing. Okay. Um, Tom Clancy's The Division. Tom Clancy's The Division. How'd you know that? Have you just seen it? I'm a gamer now. You're a, ga- you're a pro <laughs> gamer. Have you seen it pop up on my on steam no actually did you actually just know that i just actually knew that it was tom Clancy's the division all right yeah it's, um, a, it's a pew pew game it is a pew pew game it's a it's multiplayer game you all, you're like you're a little crew and you go and you do little missions and uh you pick up loot and stuff like that there's some good story to it uh it's kind of the the kind of the main story of it is that you have uh so the pandemic happened. This game came out in 2018, by the way. Yeah. And the opening cinematic uh, mm-hmm. thing is basically like 
the pandemic <laughs> and we're like oh god or maybe it was 2016 whatever uh we're like oh god they knew this was coming or something but this is just really familiar and so the division is a group of sleeper agents federal mm-hmm. sleeper agents uh and so after the pandemic happened there's like i don't think it's in new york or something or brooklyn or whatever i don't know the area the map is in mm-hmm. they send the first wave of the division in to like deal with looters and try to restore order and stuff like that mm-hmm. and they just went missing like oh you find them dead throughout and stuff like that so they got <coughs> and, stuff. and so you are the next wave of the division mm-hmm. to go and figure out not for order figure out what happened to the first wave mm-hmm. and you got to go do missions to restore like the medical bay the security bay and the tech bay of like your base and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so each of those missions kind of give you a lot of resources to upgrade those and do that um interesting ish story enough it's fine i'm glad i'm playing it with friends because i would probably lose interest in it Mm. pretty early on it's not great writing it's honestly bad writing uh because you're just like talking to the person and they just casually give you some exposition about their backstory and you're like i don't care about your wife (laughs) honestly uh you monster the class structure where you have like you have the support the damage Mm -hmm. per second and the tank are very clearly lined out it doesn't really give you flexibility on like what you want to do with those classes Mm -hmm. it's literally just a tree that you follow directly like just one 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 yeah um so it's like I bet it's one of those games when they were announcing it and they're like, you can design the character however you want. And you not really. You design their pre-existing. One of three. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's, it's fine. The flavor text is actually kind of interesting. Cause it, uh, so you'll have like, so there's some echoes that are, you go and you activate it and you get a little hologram of something that happened. And mm-hmm. they really do a, a, a heavy job of convincing you that the bad guys are real bad guys because there's they just have them murdering innocent people everywhere willy-nilly great and being mean just like me yeah you're a bad guy yep um so they're really convincing you but some of them are interesting some of are uh there's some little small details here and there that are it's kind of without explaining for 15 minutes something that goes along with an example i was about to give i'll just mm-hmm. say interesting exa- <laughs> and there are interesting flavor texts throughout i think that's it oh uh Kaylin and i started watching legend of Korra. Ah, that's why you were talking about it earlier yeah we're two episodes in so i don't have anything to say about it okay seems fun enough cool hopefully i don't dislike it again we'll see that'd be a deal Shall we? We shall. It's like an hour long episode. Yeah, solid. Thanks everyone for listening. You can find us on TikTok at Just Us Losers Pod, uh, Instagram and Twitter, same handle at Just Us Losers Pod. We got a Facebook. Uh, we have a Gmail, Just Us Losers Pod at gmail.com, where I want to hear about how the um, future fire avatar show that's going to come after Legend of Korra. We talked about that last week, didn't we? Yeah. This is no longer relevant. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, tell Preston about the uh, the hidden Bionicle references in Lord of the Rings so he knows to look for it when he's reading it. <laughs> that's what we want to hear. That's what that's what we're here for. Um, that can be emailed to justusloserspod at gmail.com. 
Uh, look forward to next week when hopefully now that we're into the new year, we'll actually get some trailers and some news ramping up for some of our spring summer releases. Uh, should be a good time. So, all right, that's probably everything I got. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.